let the people of God say amen. Amen. Thank you to all of you who have joined us on this another Lord's Day. The Bible declares that this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm excited today to embark upon a brand new series entitled The Thrill of Hope, uh, The Voices of Christmas. And we're blessed uh, uh, to have this opportunity to hear from uh, the biblical characters uh, who are on the forefront of helping us to understand what Christmas is all about. So I'm inviting you to mark out your calendars over these next uh, few Sundays and also join us uh, for our midweek Bible study and for our devotional times on Tuesdays and Thursdays as we look and gain some insight uh, into the other voices, not the naysayers, but those that indeed help us to understand and appreciate the joy of Christmas. So we're thankful that you have joined us this morning on this Another Lost Day. As we start this series, I want to call your attention to Isaiah chapter number nine, uh, verse number six. In fact, I want to break right into this text as we launch this series, A Thrill of Hope, The Voices of Christmas. In Isaiah chapter number nine, reading today from the MEV version, the modern English version, you will find these words. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Let us pray. Father, bless our time together is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. When I was growing up, that was a Christmas song that I loved to hear. In fact, it was the signal for me as a young boy to understand that Christmas time was here. Can't you hear the song, Christmas time is here? Happiness and cheer, fun for all the children that call their favorite time of the year. Y'all not feeling me quite yet. Snowflakes in the air, carols everywhere, olden times and ancient rhymes of love and dreams to share. Sleigh bells in the air, beauty everywhere, you're tied by the fireside and joyful memories there. These words of cheer and comfort I first heard as a little boy watching Charlie Brown's Christmas. These words are from a different time and a different era when life was much simpler. And it is, my brothers and sisters, no exaggeration to say that the coronavirus pandemic and social unrest and political upheaval has altered the way that we live. Life for many is not so simple. And if I can be honest, life for many is filled with 
pain and sorrow. For many, there is no comfort and no cheer, but anguish and aggravation, sadness and gloom. Anguish, aggravation, sadness, and gloom are words that describe one that's in a dark place. So my brothers and sisters, dark places are not just simply physical spaces, but they are also emotional places. Dark places are mental confinements where there seems to be no escape. And my brothers and sisters, have you ever been in a dark place? Have you ever found yourself in a dark place emotionally? Now come by to testify that when you are in a dark place emotionally, you feel drained and despondent and despairing, discouraged and even depressed. Can I keep it real today? When, when you are in a dark place, my brothers and sisters, the sun can still shine, but because I'm in a dark place, I can't see it. Or if I can't even feel its sunny rays because I'm in a dark place emotionally. Yeah. My brothers and sisters, when you and I are in a dark place emotionally, you will discover that the demands of the day and the dealings of life don't lighten your load, but in, in very real sense, they make life even darker. Right. You need to know that when the demands of life are multiplied, you find yourself despairing because just when you get over one thing, yeah. mm, before you know it, another thing happens. Come on and say amen when you can. Mm -hmm. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Who, who am I talking to today? It's bad enough that we have to deal with COVID-19, but then COVID-19 makes you sick and sickness can lead to hospitalization and hospitalization can lead to death and sickness and death leads to a pandemic. Y'all not hear me. And the pandemic leads to shutdowns and shutdowns lead to an economic crisis and economic downturns lead to furloughs and layoffs and Furloughs and layoffs leads to unpaid bills and unpaid bills lead to fractured relationships and fractured relationships can put you in a dark place. And I come by this morning to tell somebody that wave after wave of problems will leave you drained, despondent, discouraged, and even depressed. And I text this morning Isaiah the prophet and the nation of Israel are in a dark place. Gloom and despair and darkness hang over the nation like a dark cloud. Yeah. I said they are in a very real sense experiencing problem after problem, trouble after trouble and anguish after anguish, wave after wave. Can I just walk you through this? Loved ones have been brutally killed. Families have been broken up and destroyed. Their land has been snatched away and economic havoc is all around. They have, in a very real sense, been brought low to their knees in shame, humiliation and judgment. And they, my brothers and sisters, are in a dark place. And yet, in the midst of their despair, in the midst of their hopelessness, they receive a word <laughs> from God. 
Oh, you missed that. I said in the midst of their despair, God sends them a word. And my brothers and sisters, I want to submit this day that all we that we all need. I said that's all we need. All we need is one word from God. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you're facing impossible circumstances, all you need is one word. If you're facing uncertainty, all you need is one word. If you are drained and despondent, all you need is one word to lift you up. And when you are seeking and searching, all you need is one word. And in our text, God sends one word through the prophet Isaiah. And this singular word turns uh, their gloom in verse 1 to rejoicing in verse 3. Uh, this one word Ah, turns their distress of verse 1 to joy in verse 3. I said this one word turns their oppression in verse 1 to a broken yoke in verse 3. I'm about to shout myself. I said this one word turns the darkness of verse 2 to light in verse 2. And even the shadow of death, yes, of verse 2 would be overcome in verse number 6. God sins one word. It was that great theologian, E.J. Young, who said there is great rejoicing amongst God's people because God has broken the yoke of burden and oppression. And the burden and oppression is removed because the weapons and garments of the warrior are destroyed. And the basic reason for these blessings is that a child will be born. Y'all missed that. I said, E.J. Young said, the, the, the reason, the reason for the mental and the spiritual transformation was because a child will be born. When Isaiah gave this announcement, it gave the people hope. Somebody say hope. He said, a child is coming that will remove this cloud of darkness. Isaiah, under the inspiration of the eternal rights, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And my brothers and sisters, this text blows my mind. Jerry Vine says about this verse that it is the greatest single verse in all of scripture. Isaiah blows my mind and the mind of the people with one announcement, <laughs> the announcement of a single child, a single son who will bring victory to the defeated, life, yeah, to the lifeless, and hope to the hopeless. Somebody say, God is amazing. I say, God is amazing. My brothers and sisters, do you not know that God is the only one who can take the unlikely to do the unusual because he's unlimited? <laughs> Oh, y'all missed that. I got to say that one more time. I say, God is the only one I know who can take the unlikely to do the unusual because he's unlimited. He spoke to the darkness of their souls with a single announcement. 800 years before the, uh, the angel Gabriel delivers his message, 800 years before an angelic host breaks out in a heavenly concert, 800 years before the wise men give their gifts, and 800 years before the shepherds search and find the Christ child, Isaiah comes to explain what Christmas is all about. Yeah. Can I get a witness here? Jesus will come uh, to give the people hope in a time of sin and despair. Yeah. He came to give the people hope with what James Merritt calls the cornerstone and the centerpiece of all prophetic prophecy. 
Isaiah said, for unto us, child is born. My goodness, unto us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Every time I read this text, it should bring a smile to your face. I say you should smile like a Coke commercial. You should smile because this text makes you happy. You ought to smile because you know without a shadow of a doubt that everything is going to be all right. You ought to smile because you know that this promise, in hindsight, has already been fulfilled. For a child, he says, is born unto us. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that God is going to break the despair and discouragement and defeat with a child? Don't miss that. And I want to argue that the word child is used here for weight and emphasis. Isaiah is not looking for a man to deliver, deliver them. Isaiah states that he is not even looking for a woman to rescue them, but he looks forward. He looks beyond his day. He looks beyond their present predicament filled with problems and pain like you and I. And as he looks ahead, he sees a wonderful day, a day of unparalleled joy when, when a one of a kind child will come. Isaiah looks down the corridors of time and sees a coming somebody in the form of a baby. A baby more potent than, and, and powerful than all of man's battles. Or he sees a baby mightier than man's miseries. He looks with the eyes of the divine and sees a baby with titles unto us. This, this word should have caused you to shout. Because it is not only for them yesterday, but it is for us living today. And for those yet to come, he says, unto us, unto us a child is born, this special child, this unique child, this one of a kind child who in chapter seven, he calls Emmanuel, which means God with us. He's coming to us. And Isaiah says, unto us, it's for us, unto us and for our good says a child is born. But not only, I want you to see something else. I want you to see the amplification of hope. Hope, my brothers and sisters, is not just a guarantee for tomorrow, but I just believe in my sanctified imagination that it is also a detonator of energy for action today. Listen to what happens. Hope, hope, it is hope that provides fuel and fire to keep pushing. Hope is what we need to keep praying. Hope is what we have to have in order to keep praising and proclaiming in spite of our present condition. And Isaiah says this child's name is to be amplified. Why is it? Because hope amplifies. Hope highlights and makes large what is significant. Can't you highlight this? I want you to highlight this. I want you to see the amplification. Isaiah says that this child is a wonderful counselor. Yeah. Did you hear that? I said wonderful counselor. Isaiah says he is a wonderful counselor. In other words, no matter how dark the day, no matter how deep the despair, no matter how debilitating the disappointment, Christ can give you the counsel that you need. Yeah. He can do that because he's a wonderful counselor. 
You missed that already. Isaiah in the text uses the word wonderful, which means that it's so good that it's beyond understanding and comprehension. I said he uses the word wonderful, which means something so great until it is outside the realm of human explanation. He's a wonderful counselor. Can I walk you through how wonderful it is? David said in Psalm 16, 7, I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. In Psalms 32, 8, he, about his counsel, he says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way in which you should go. He says, I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Psalm 73, 24, he says, with your counsel, you will guide me. Psalms 119, 24, David screams, your testimonies are also my delight. They are my counselors. Solomon said, the counsel of the Lord will stand. And I want to know, is there anybody who can testify that the Lord is a wonderful counselor? Oh, come on now. Don't, don't fool me. Anybody in here knows that he is a wonderful counselor. I understand now. While the songwriter picked up pen and paper and wrote, he's a wonder <laughs> in my soul. Say, bless his name. But wait a minute, not only is he a wonderful counselor, but the text also tells us that he's also mighty God. In other words, this child uh, is heavenly deity. He's majestic in who he is. This is no ordinary child. This is no ordinary son. This son is divine in his essence. This son has no earthly father, but he did come through an earthly mother. This son has no heavenly mother, but he does have a heavenly father. Y'all not feeling me? He is majestic in who he is. He is a wonderful counselor. Wonderful counselor who solves my confusion. Have you ever found yourself in a situation that you didn't know how you were going to get out of it. But yet, here it is. God sent you his counsel. The text also says that he's a mighty God. He's a mighty God who shelters us from conflict. And if I had time, I would tell you that not only is he a wonderful counselor and a mighty God, but he's also an everlasting father. That is, he's one who showers us with compassion and if I had time, I tell you, he is also a prince of peace. Yeah. He's the one who is wonderful counselor who soothes my conscience. Has your mind ever been in a dark place and it was God who set his perfect peace in your life? Yeah. Well, I got to leave you here. But in these dark days of uncertainty, can you still hear God's announcement of hope? In these days where death is all around us, can you still hear God speaking to your darkness? In these dark days of the soul, can you still sense God amplifying the truth about his son that he is a wonderful counselor, able to solve your confusion, that he is a mighty God, able to shelter you from harm, that he is an everlasting father, able to take care of you through the dimensions of life. He is a prince of peace, able to bring peace to your troubled mind, able to keep you steady through life's disturbances. And why is it that he's able to do all these things? It is because he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. 
So my brothers and sisters, I got to leave you, but the, the, the songwriter said, so be not dismayed. Whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. I said, God will take care of you through every day and all the way. I wish I had a witness here who would say that. He will take care of you. I said, God will. I said, he will take care of you. So listen to the voice of hope. Listen to him saying, speaking to our uh, uh, situation, speaking to our uh, defeating mind, listening to him combating the voices of negativity. And he says, for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. Prince of Peace. Ah, oh, you ought to be able to get your thrill of hope back. All because you've heard from the voice of hope. Let's pray. Father, thank you one more time for the surety of your word. We love you for it. Because one word from you would change our entire situation. And Father, we just have to confess and admit that 2020 has been a tough year. Lord, there has been so much death and defeat and destruction all around us and Lord we have to testify that it's been chipping away at our joy but Father we thank you thank you for reminding us of what this of what your son means and for what his coming is able to do to transform our life situations thank you for this child this one who is named Emmanuel, God with us. The one who is to come to take away the sins of the world. Thank you for Jesus. And thank you for what he means. And thank you, God, that that one word, yes, gives us hope. I pray now, God, for those who are listening that you will renew their hope even right now that you will light and rekindle the, the spark of joy in their lives we say thank you for hearing us thank you for answering us in Jesus name all of God's people say amen